This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And today we are going to be talking about how we can have gratitude for the bad days. And I'm really excited to chat with you guys about this subject that was on my heart and just laughing as I come to the microphone today, because if you've ever, ever wondered, (laughs) there's real life parenting going on over here. There is. I had about an hour to record this podcast episode. It's a Sunday afternoon right now and had my husband take my little boy down to his beach volleyball practice and my almost 15-year-old daughter has a few friends over and I was like, you know what? This message is on my heart. I just want to take a little bit of time to record it for you guys and... (laughs) I was about maybe five, just five minutes into it. I was just at the beginning of recording it. And my daughter comes in and says, Mom, oh my gosh, one of our dogs, our white husky puppy, she got out the back gate when one of my friends went to get their bike out and she's run all the way down to Target, which is like right next to our house, but it's a good half mile away. And her and I had to just go book it. I was barefoot and we just had to book it a half mile down. Thank God the dog didn't get hit. Thank God two of her buddies had run after the dog. Probably didn't actually help that the dog was being chased, but thank God the dog's okay. (laughs) So as I push record, I'm a little sweaty and a little like, oh my gosh, feel, feel a little traumatized. But what's so funny and so cool to me is that I'm going to be able to use this opportunity to actually share a little bit today as we have this conversation about why this is an example of a messy moment that was no fun, but is actually going to really serve me in my parenting and my relationship with my daughter. And so we'll get into that in a little bit. But welcome to a new episode. I'm happy to be here with you guys today. It is November, you guys. It is November. And here in America during November, of course, we have the Thanksgiving holiday. So we love, love, love to inside of our communities and of course inside of our families, really look at how we can practice gratitude this month, how we can express and solidify how much thankfulness we have for all the good things in our lives, from you know having roofs over our heads to our marriages, to our children's health, to extended families and our careers or our jobs or learning communities, right? Like Fresh Start Family or mentors and pastors in our lives that we love or all of the above. There is just so much goodness to be thankful for when we slow down and intentionally look at and bring to the forefront of our mind how much there is to be grateful for. Because you know, it is an odd human condition that I think it's easier. And and maybe it's just the human condition. Maybe it's just conditioning, right, from from generations of culture, but it is oftentimes a lot easier to see the negative in our lives than it is to see the positives. So when we intentionally create practice around this, I think it's just such a beautiful thing to add to our lives. So inside of our private bonfire community this month, we have an annual challenge that we do with our members where for 14 days straight, we share 10 things every single day that we are grateful for. And it doesn't have to just be, you know, food, house, like this, that. It can actually be moments of growth that you had or moments where you actually did step to the side and take a pause when your child was pushing his baby sister or pulling the dog's tail, whatever it may be. Like we share a lot of things that are outside of just the normal gratitude things, like where we actually 
create practice around seeing where we are growing, seeing where our children are growing. But it's just a beautiful contest that we do every month. We actually have a contest inside my private community every single month where families, when they enter, we have three families that win hot seats with me, which means you get very focused, individualized time with me to go through. It's basically a mini private session. Most of our learning that we do inside of the Bonfire community is group learning, right? I'm a big firm believer that when you learn with others beside others in a group environment, not only does it reduce shame from your life because you realize that you are not the only one with a kid who is having that type of misbehavior or you are not the only one who has disconnection with your with your husband when it comes to discipline or whatever it may be. I just think when you learn in a group environment, it is amazing for shame reduction and really to be able to create positive change in your life. Most of us, we need to let go of shame that a lot of us carry around. So for that reason, it's great. It's also just great because you get to learn from other people, right? So when somebody asks a question and you may not have had trouble this week, say it's potty training, or keeping your kids in bed or getting them to eat their vegetables or keep their hands to themselves, but you still receive, you still are able to hear and see coaching that happens or another family's learning that all of a sudden you didn't even realize that you need. So the group aspect to our programs is phenomenal. And at the same time, there is nothing like having some one-on-one Wendy time, right? So every single month we have a contest where families win one-on-one time with me, but then this is a contest that we do every single year. We've done it now for, I think, three years, this 14-day gratitude challenge, we call it. So we are all about it this month as we prepare for the Thanksgiving holiday, which, by the way, is one of my favorite holidays. I think it's tied for Easter because the meaning behind it is just so beautiful, but there's just not all the requirements, right? Like the stress of like having to buy all the, the gifts or... The financial replications of our replications, that's not a word, is it? <laughs> the financial effects, right, of all the gift giving and purchasing and then having all this extra stuff in your house. There's just a lot that comes with Christmas. I love Christmas, don't get me wrong, but Thanksgiving and Easter are just so beautiful and simple. And so Thanksgiving, I love it. And November is all around gratitude. But today, what I wanted to chat with you guys about and what's on my heart is that, you know, there's a lot to be grateful for, for just on the surface level of all the things that go well in our life, of course, and on a deeper level, all the things that go well and are beautiful. But really, you guys, on you know, a really a really important thing when it comes to having a gratitude practice is making sure you're looking at how and why we should be thankful for the messy moments, for the misbehavior, for the awful days that, you know, you've blown your lid and it's, you know, not even 8 a.m. when you swore you weren't going to yell today, or, you know, the moments where your child did really have a significant misbehavior that caused, you know, a major disruption in your day or your week or with your cousins or whatever it may be. That's what we're going to talk about today. And I think this is a really important part of being a human being. And so I'm just going to share with you a few reasons why we want to be thankful for the bad days, thankful for the messy moments. And the first thing we're going to talk about is that these really messy moments often turn into being those pivotal moments that we finally decide to get help or create change in our lives. And so I always tell people, there's there's a few different times when I give this analogy of there seems to be this like threshold of pain that as a human you can endure. And then at some point, the pain level becomes so much that you finally go and get yourself supported. You finally make the decisions to hire the coach or do the program or go see the doctor, whatever it may be. But many of us have a pretty (laughs) high threshold for pain. And it actually takes a really crappy situation for us to realize dang, we we need to do something. We've got to create change in our life because we can't go on living like this anymore. So I was going to tell you a few stories of what this looked like in my early years when I was a young parent. And I really started to realize about the age of two and a half, you guys probably know my story, but just in case you don't, just in case you're new around here, I found this the work of positive parenting when Stella was 
uh, let's see, Stella was, I think, a little over three years old. So I had just had my second baby. He had colic just like my first. So the first three months of newborn land was just miserable around here. My babies just cried nonstop. But I had just left my career in the action sports industry. I did event planning and worked for the president of our organization. And I loved it. But I decided I wanted to stay home, be with my babies, and really felt this calling in my heart. And so I really thought it was just going to be this beautiful thing and that, you know, the kids were going to take these long naps every day. And we were going to be at the beach. We live about two miles from the beach here in Southern California. And we were I was going to have time to exercise and the house was going to be clean and it was just going to be amazing. And before long, it was a total crap show. And I just felt like I was miserable. And there were some moments when I look back that really, you know, it was probably, I'd say maybe six months from the time I just, you know, we let our nanny go, which our nanny was like a freaking rock star. She was like literally the best nanny on the planet. Still to this day, we keep in touch with her. We love her so much. And I just think, talk about gratitude. Man, I thank God for her in our life those first few years with Stella because, man, I was able to have this beautiful career that I loved. And she just, she was so impactful, I know, on Stella's early years, as far as her development and just being unconditionally loved by someone who we trusted so much. But it was probably about six months after we had said goodbye to our amazing nanny, Annie. And I started to realize like, wow, this is really getting bad. So Stella was in timeouts, what seemed like 50 times a day. If I told her to go right, she would go left. If I told her to you know, pet the dog gently. She would like literally pull clumps of hair out. At this point, like, you know, it was just, it was just bad. It was just to the point where, I, like I said, I felt like I was in this stable misery cycle. And I just felt really ashamed about it too, because I thought no one would understand me. Like, there's no way like anybody else has this so bad. Like I, I just was blaming Stella. It's all Stella's fault. If this kid wasn't so crazy and wasn't so disobedient, then I would be able to really enjoy my new experience as a stay-at-home mom. So I started taking parenting classes and I actually like the pivotal moment for me when some really bad days happened was actually what caused me to say yes to extra coaching and the life coaching side of my journey, my my growth journey as a mother, I should say, and I'll tell you those two stories. So I had actually already said, yes, I'll attend a positive parenting class. Stella's preschool at the time, and still does to this day, they've offered this super supportive positive parenting program for local families for now 30 years. I will like always have so much gratitude for the preschool director at that time who set this up. She was there for, I think, over almost 25 years before she retired. And she was really an important person in our lives, especially when it came to supporting us with Stella at the time, because Stella got in quite, you know, quite what seemed like quite a lot of trouble when she was in her first years of preschool. And that director had told us numerous times, like, hey, look, don't worry, Stella's, there's nothing wrong with Stella. She's actually going to be like a force to be reckoned with in this world. And all you got to do is really expand your toolkit and really learn how to work with her. But there's nothing you should worry about. And I just, I hope, I hope that I am that for all of you guys, right? Like I hope that, I know a lot of you guys do have, like the reality is you guys have a lot of people in your life that may be like, well, why don't you just spank them? And that'll ruin, that'll, that'll fix everything. Or you're too soft or you're too permissive or you're to this or you're not doing this or that or that. Or they might say to you, yeah, something is wrong with your kid. Like I just had a student last week who said she has Bible study peers who are calling her boys bullies and not from the angle of like, hey, how can we support you? What can we do to help? But like your kids are bullies and they know that they're po- they're parenting in a positive parenting way and they a lot of the people at their church really just want them to do heavy punishments and spankings. And this family just keeps saying like, no, we're not going to do that, right? So I know on some level, many of you have people in your ear that's like, yeah, something is wrong with your kid. Something is wrong with your parenting. Like, yeah, you better change or or you're going to raise this entitled 
brat. Like I've had students before who were in Trader Joe's shopping and just trying to have like calm confidence through a tantrum with their three-year-old in the middle of the grocery store aisle. And they had like an 80-year-old man walk up to him and say, hey, you're doing it all wrong. Like if you just took that kid in the back alley and give him a good spanking, then everything would be fixed. But if you don't, you're going to raise like the next generation of entitled children or something. So I just know it's all over the place. And I just hope that I am that voice for you, like Miss Sandy Hatter was for me back in those preschool days, where I'm telling you, like, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your children. Like, you just need to expand your toolkit. You just need to learn new ways, especially if you have a strong-willed child, especially if you have a strong-willed child. There's nothing wrong with that child. There's nothing wrong with you. We're just trying to use these outdated hand-me-down parenting tactics on these kids that so clearly and boldly raise their hand and say, hell no, I will not be overpowered. I will not be humiliated, intimidated, harmed, hurt. It just doesn't work for me. So thank God they raise their hands, right? But I think back to those days and I started taking the parenting class, thank God, because it was offered at the preschool, but I was still really having difficulty applying what I learned at home, like in class when I walked in the door or when things got really heated. So for me, this, these two stories I'm going to tell you, they came at a time when it was pivotal to get me to say yes to the full weekend personal development program and also yes to extended learning, extended private coaching with my coach. And just to really also get involved in the program that I was in. I think before these 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 two stories that just come to mind are examples. But I think before that, I just wasn't, I wasn't like super involved. I would go to class, but I wasn't super involved in getting the support that I needed and showing up in a way where I was dedicated and the pain, like I was going to get a handle on it. Does that make sense? Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. So here's the first story. I remember there was a moment where I was like, I think, trying to apply what I had learned when it came to self-calming with Stella. And I learned the concept in class and I was like, okay, cool. We're going to move from timeouts to self-calming. And so we went and we got all these like 
trinkets from the dollar store. I remember it was like, it was now that I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, this was not the way I would recommend clients do it now. And it's, it is not the way, not the way I teach students to do it. But I went and probably spent like 50 bucks. I had her pick out like, I remember like plastic trains and like little trinkets from Michael's in the dollar section. And we got this big plastic case. And I guess, I guess there's three stories I can tell you today about this. And then when it came time, when she was having misbehavior and there came time to actually like, say, okay, I think it's time that we take a calming break. Like, you're not you're not doing well with this situation. I'm not doing well with this situation. I think we both need to take a calming break. I would use this tone that was just absolutely horrendous. And she, she did not take it well because of the tone that I was using. This is, tone is something that we go over tons inside of our Freedom to Be Weekend Personal Development course, which is actually the course that changed my life once I said yes to it. And this was one of those pivotal moments that I realized I just really need more support. But I would use this tone and I would be like, you need to go calm down now, right? So still with intimidation, still with a little bit of aggression. And this one day she took that calming kit that we had created, the $50 calming kit and the beautiful clear plastic case. And she just picked it up over her head and threw it down the stairs. And I remember it almost hit the dog. I think the baby was sleeping and I just freaked out. And you know what? I'm re- I'm recalling now. This is all part of one story. So it's not three stories. It, it is actually two stories. So she did that and it just exploded everywhere. And I just remember like the fire immediately started coming out of my head and I was like, holy smokes. And I just freaked out in return. So I went up to her room and I remember getting her favorite Like to this day, you guys, she still remembers this story so boldly, but she had this little toy that she had. I wish I could remember the name of this little stuffed animal, but she was super obsessed with the grabber machine at this age. So she must've been like three, three and a half by now. And I swear this kid has always been super skilled at like, she's brilliant. Like so many of your strong-willed kids are brilliant and they're really good at sports. They're really good with like hand-eye coordination. And we would go to these pizza, this pizza place called OG's and she loved to play the grabber game. And she was so competitive that she would be like obsessed with this grabber game. And she would win toys a lot. But I remember this was the first one she had ever won. And it was this very special toy to her. And I marched in that room. And with my punishment mindset that I knew really well how to do, I was like, that's it. You're done, kid. And I took her stuffed animal. I put it in her face. And I was like, this is going in the trash. And I walked downstairs. And I threw this stuffed animal in this big trash can that we had in the garage, the one that like the trash truck comes and gets. And I was like, there, take that, right? And like, that's like such a great example of punishment mindset. And she flipped out you guys she flipped out and oh it's like my stomach like sinks when I get to this part because it was just so chaotic and really this is where it shifts and it feels like trauma to me where it's just it's I just have so much guilt around that because the purpose was like the reason why I marched in her room and got that is because I knew it would hurt her. I knew that this would be the thing that really stung. And if I like, you know, rationally, when you're in the moment, you don't necessarily think of it like this. But I know looking back, like the intention was to scare the shit out of her. The intention was to make her understand that if you hurt me, I will hurt you back. I am bigger. I am stronger. Like, do not mess with me because I will annihilate you, right? Like, that was the tone. And so she comes downstairs, and I just remember it went from, like, angry crying to, like, she was, like, hyperventilating, sobbing, like, please don't throw that away. Please don't throw that away. Like, the the type of crying where you're, like, you know, you can tell a child is having trouble breathing through that crying. And I'll never forget, she got the step stool out and she was like, her little belly was like halfway hanging over this trash can in the garage with the big lid open. And she was trying so hard to reach the bottom of the trash can where this stuffed animal lied. But she couldn't, like she literally couldn't. And she wasn't, she didn't, I think, have the courage to like jump in the trash can. It was a huge trash can. And this was a tiny little girl at the time. And it just was so chaotic. And I just remember my like nervous system was going like on fire. Her nervous system was on fire. 
And even though I was like starting to learn a different way, especially when it came to discipline, I still would revert to that old school crap like all the time. And I don't remember exactly what happened afterwards, but finally somehow she calmed down and I calmed down, and but I stuck with it. And I was like, no, you're never getting that stuffed animal back. And I almost, I can almost like remember the day the trash can came, the trash man came and I was just like, okay, that's what you have to do to make this child learn, right? But like for years and years, she's almost 15. That happened when she was three. And I know it may sound like this silly story, but it was just a crappy moment where I was like, this is life. This is parenthood. Like this sucks. (laughs) And I realized like, I've got to get help. Like I've got to change this dynamic in our home because I cannot deal with this type of stress anymore. This type of drama, this type of like, I wanted this hour while my child was napping just to be relaxing or bonding with my child. And instead, it's freaking full-blown chaos, full-blown chaos. My kid hates me. I hate her. And I have to essentially hurt her, whether it's through taking something away, throwing something away, or the other story I'm going to tell you is about spanking. And it just was this awful feeling. So I look back and I'm like, man, that was one of those moments where I was like, I've got to change this. I'm going to change this. Like this, the pain, the threshold of like being able to tolerate pain in my parenting walk. I remember it just felt like the pendulum like swung and it was like, okay, this is it. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need to get some additional help. And I don't know if I called my coach that night, my teacher, Susie Walton that night, or if in the next day at class, I was like, oh, you know, I just, something's got to change. And I think that's when she started inviting me to the Freedom to Be Personal Development course, which I now teach here at Fresh Start Family. We just had an amazing round of students go through it in October. And it was absolutely such an honor to support all the students through that program. And it's just ended up changing my own life, which is why I became a teacher of it and now offer it to my community. But okay, the other the other story is I remember one of the two times I spanked Stella was again, one of these moments where I just realized like, I need, I need help. Like something has got to change and I'm going to do whatever I can, no matter how much work it takes to change this dynamic in our home, because this is not the relationship I want with my kid. This is not how I want to feel as a parent. And this is not freaking working. And so we were at gymnastics class back in the day. This was like when I was working for Reef Sandals and when I was in the action sports world and I used to work from home on Fridays. This was before working from home was really a thing. And so I I would carry around my big laptop and I had this like very special plug-in stick that would give me Wi-Fi and allow me to like answer emails and stay on top of my work for the 45 minutes that she would be in her gymnastics class. But looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so much pressure. It was just a lot. I was pregnant at the time. Stella, you know, just was a toddler, right? She was going through the many challenges of toddlerhood. I had a job that I was doing and it wasn't the type of thing where I was just like, hey boss, I'm gonna like clock out for an hour and a half so I can take my daughter to this class and enjoy it. Like I was always trying, I I always have been like someone who just naturally moves to juggle instead of like do one thing at a time. I'm, I'm still working on that to this day. But on that day, yeah, I would be like juggling work and then I would usually be leaving the gymnastics to come home and be on be on a call, like be on a meeting with either my boss or someone, you know, some type of planning meeting. So that day, I remember Stella would often get in trouble at gymnastics and whether it was for not sitting still or touching someone, I remember at that age, she used to like tackle hug her best friend, TT, and it was just like, there was a lot. <laughs> was a lot to handle. And we went to leave and she wanted to run around the like grassy knoll. And I was like, no, you need to get in the car. And she was like, no. And that was standard for Stella at that age. But the the pressure was extra that day because I knew I had to be home in like 20 minutes to be on a call. Again, looking back, it was me that was responsible for the chaos of that morning. I had packed too much into the morning. It was too high of expectations for this little girl especially the strong-willed little girl who just, she needed to be out in nature. She needed to have her feet in the grass and on the earth and all the things. But on that day, I didn't quite realize that yet. So she was like, got in the car and she was just like playing around, still like not getting in her seat. And I was like, Stella, you need to get in your seat now. And she was like, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. And finally I was like, that's it. And I remember I turned her around and I hit her on her bottom and she just 
freaked out. So again, you you probably you may have heard me tell these stories, maybe not, but I spanked tell Stella twice and both times she revolted and I call it beautiful now, but she was not having it. Like she freaked out. Her nervous system just went on fire and in response my nervous system would go on fire and she just started screaming and crying and going crazy and at that moment, I was like, okay, now now you're going to get in your buckles. And she was still screaming, crying. Like, she would not get in her buckles. So I eventually had to do the car seat squish to get her in these buckles. And so it, like, it didn't even work. And so I remember just driving away, being just like, oh, my gosh, this is miserable. I was, again, just like my nervous system was on fire. My heart was beating a million miles a minute. And she was just crying the whole way home. Again, that type of like hyperventilating cry where I look back now and I'm just like, oh man, here's this, here's this kid that just, God gave her this most beautiful strong will. And here was this moment that I was just like doing everything in my power to break it out of her and it was not working. And she was just, again, probably traumatized by it because she just wanted to be a child in that moment and run around on the grass and have 10 extra minutes after gymnastics class. And I was like, hell no, you're getting in the car, right? But again, I remember that evening just being so angry to my husband and just being like, something wrong with her. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, she needs to know she can't act like this. And I just, I can remember like the look in my husband's eyes that night of just like, honey, we got to get you guys some help, you know? And it just, again, was like one of those moments where I look back and I'm like, that was, that was one of those, the tides were changing. And I realized like, this can't go on anymore. And I, I'm pretty sure it was like after that, I had gotten a bonus at my job and I took that entire bonus. I feel like it was like a $2,000 bonus and I invested the entire thing in the life coaching weekend course, private sessions, and like more learning when it came to positive parenting and support for myself. And that was one of those decisions I look back on and I'm like, oh yeah, that changed the future trajectory of my life. But it wouldn't have happened. Do you see it wouldn't have happened if it wouldn't have been such an awful day of regret. So just remember, you guys, I know everybody has them. Everybody has these days. Like, I, And I even have more stories now that like, I think of it. I'm not going to tell them right now. But there's just a lot where if you have gratitude at the forefront of your mind, and if you have the ability, even if it's afterwards, we're going to talk about this after, like, this after component in a minute here. If you have the ability to just go, God, what are you doing here? What are you up to? Like, that was a really crappy day. It was a really crappy morning, whatever it may be. But I'm confident that something good is going to come out of this. Like, I can't handle this pain anymore. Like, I've got to get into the program. I've got to book the session. I've got to say yes to the class. Like, whatever it may be. If you can stay in that place where you're, you know, for me, being a person of faith, looking to God and just going, okay, God, what are you up to here? Because I know you're up to something good. And looking back... I now know for sure what he was up to. He always has used the awful moments of my life and and done good with them, right? Because because I I I was cognizant and I wanted to and I allowed him to. So does that make sense, you guys? That's the first point I wanted to cover was just remembering that a lot of times these really bad moments, they can be the turning point that causes you to stop dabbling in positive parenting. Like, I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to read a few books. Like, no, I'm going to actually get help because my marriage is on the brink of divorce. I'm freaking miserable. I have anxiety every day. My child is is like literally having moments where they're like crying so hard they can barely breathe. We feel disconnected. I'm worried there's something wrong with my kids, whatever it may be, right? Like I had a student a few weeks ago. She contacted me and she's like, Wendy, oh my gosh, she's been out of curriculum for a while. And she said, I really like, I need help. I need to come back. I need to do something because my husband's still not on board. You know, he's on board maybe a little bit, but not really. But like, 
our marriage is really struggling. Like, we just need the extra level of support. What can we do? She said, tonight I held my nine-year-old little boy as he full-blown almost had a panic attack because he was scared that his dad was going to find out that he lied about something. And she said he could barely breathe. And she said, Some- something's got to change. And like, you know, and so that's when I was like, get back, get back into the work, come back into the community. And so, again, it's just those pivotal moments that can be beautiful catalysts for change if you allow them to be. Okay, so number two of why it's great to have gratitude for the bad days, not just the good days and the good things, is they serve as incredible learning and teaching opportunities. So I think when you have these bad, messy moments or a misbehavior that's really tough to understand how to handle or you handle it in a way that you later realize, gosh, that just wasn't the way I want to handle it, but I still reverted to that old school method or whatever it may be. If you have an attitude of post-reflection, it's always going to give you information on what you want to do next time and how you want to handle it in a different capacity. So I always encourage my students to look at those really messy moments that didn't go so well, that didn't give you the results that you wanted, just as data right? So we work so much here at Fresh Start Family on helping parents reduce and remove really the shame when you do lose your cool and do things in a way that you said you didn't want to do. Because shame is different than guilt. You guys remember shame is like, man, something is wrong with me. I'm an awful mom. Like I'm incapable. Again, most of the time it's what's wrong with me. I should know this by now. And then guilt is like, dang it. I did that. (laughs) And I wish I wouldn't have done that. Like, it's just a a simple difference there, but it's a big deal. So when you're able to, to look at things afterwards and say, okay, did that A, get me the results that I wanted? And B, is that what I want moving forward? Is that what I want my parent child relationship to look like. And then also like, let me spend some time actually figuring out what was going through my head. Why was I so triggered? What was I maybe protecting myself from? This is a concept that we teach inside of a lesson inside of our bonfire private library of curriculum. And we also teach at our Freedom to Be personal development weekend course. But protection behaviors really are usually what happens when you're triggered and you say or do something that you later regret or you don't say or do something and later you regret that. You wish you would have spoken up. You wish you would have been firmer, whatever it may be. But you know, being able to look at it afterwards is a really important part of the journey. Okay. So this is where the saying like hindsight is 2020 comes from. Like once our emotions have leveled, we can see things with clarity, you guys. And that is what's so important because a lot of us learn by doing. We just learn by doing. If someone tells us, like, especially you guys remember, all of y'all that have strong-willed kids, the apple does not fall far. Either you or your spouse or the kiddo's parent is a strong-willed child. So, you know, many of us are the types that if someone tells us, like, hey, you should really do this differently, like, I can tell you all day long, you should really embrace and learn how to compassionately discipline your child instead of relying on punishment tactics. But many of you are not going to actually understand and actually create changes until you you feel the hardship around what it looks like to have stories like I just told you, right? Like if you're say for example, if you're a new like if you're a new parent and you don't even have a toddler yet and you haven't even run into many situations where you have to discipline, then many of you who have that strong will or not, even if not, it's just a human thing, like you're going to actually learn the most when you go through it on your own, right? So that so it's always best case scenario for families to be able to learn the information and do it from the beginning. And just so many of us learn through doing. So we have to experience kind of that pain associated with the way that we, you know, might be the hand me bound parenting tactic. It might be what we know what to do, whether it's yell, take stuff away, bribe, reward, punish, ground, whatever it may be. But until we actually experience it and have the data that shows us, oh, that doesn't feel good. It didn't work to influence them. They're still hitting their brother a week later. They're still pulling the dog's tail. They're still having trouble keeping their, you know, staying quiet in class when the teacher talks, whatever it may be. 
So a, a good example of this was a few years ago, my staff members, my assistant, Laura, was working for me and she was learning a lot of new things at the time. She was learning how to do podcast notes, show notes, and she was she was just learning a lot. And I would give her a lot of feedback and I would say, okay, this is great, but I want you to do this a little differently and this design or whatever it may be, or the writing needs to be a little bit different. And sometimes it would entail doing something like, I mean, she had a big tech job, like behind the scenes here at Fresh Start Family, forward facing, we're positive parenting, family life coaching, education company and organization, but holy smokes behind the scenes, there is a lot of technology that my staff members have to learn and understand and become familiar with. So there was one day where she had tried to build something whether it was like a registration page for a free challenge or one of our show notes pages or something. And then she built it. She basically got it wrong. And I came in and I was like, great try. I'm going to have you try again. And then instead of me doing it for her, essentially, I asked her to go back and fix it all and try it again. And I'll never forget, she boxed me. We use like a little walkie-talkie app with my staff and I. And she was like, Wendy, oh my gosh, I get it. Like, I realize why I should have compassion with my children now who learn by doing. You're always telling me a lot of kids learn by doing. And she's like, I just realized I learned best by doing. She's like, I was really intimidated by that task and like unsure if I could do it or not. And then I realized once I did it and then I had to redo it, she's like, now I get it. I totally feel like I could do it with my eyes closed. That's That task is like, but it took her doing it getting it wrong and then doing it again to learn like really how to do it. Does that make sense? So that's how a lot of your children are. That's how a lot of us are as parents. We have to experience it for ourselves. We learn by doing, especially if you are a kinesthetic person. Okay, just know that there is so much magic in the afterwards, you guys. You don't have to be perfect. Like, just just have a heart to learn from the moments that didn't go well and just really get your journal out. Like, I am on a journey in my own personal world. So here we are, you know, our family has been practicing positive parenting now for 12 years and our relationships with our kids are rock solid. Parenting is like the best thing ever for me in my life, right? My marriage, my parenting, and career, to some extent, like I love what I do. I'm so passionate about what I do. And there's a lot of challenges, <laughs> like <laughs> running a team and like the whole digital marketing world and finding new customers. And I mean, it's a lot, right? So career has its challenges and I love it. And then on a personal note, like I have my own stuff that I'm working on just like you guys do. do. And one of the things that I've been working on over the last year and a half is emotional eating and drinking and really making sure that when I put anything in my body, it is from a standpoint of, am I nurturing my body? Am I eating or drinking just because I'm hungry or I'm thirsty or I wanna enjoy a glass of wine, not because I'm bearing emotions? And this is a big deal for me. I want to get this right for many, not right, I want to grow in this area for many reasons. Ever since, co like, I guess, gosh, COVID was by the, if you consider it being over now, I guess it's over, two and a half years of COVID, right? I think we all had so much emotional strain and I put on 20 pounds, you guys. 20 pounds on my little tiny athletic body is not the way that I want to live. And it's like, so I've been on this journey to shed excess weight, so to speak, in a healthy way. Not because I want to like look amazing in my jeans. I do want to look amazing, but I mostly do it because I want to feel light on my joints. I'm an athlete. I don't want to have inflammation in my body. I don't want to just live by habit anymore, right? Like Terry and I grew up like having emotional drinking in our life since the age of 15 in Maryland. There was a lot of, if you have relationship drama with your parents or there are things going on that are hard as a teenager, like you just go to a keg party. That's what you do. Like you drown your sorrows when you're 16, 17 years old with emotional drinking. So I get why it's been such a journey for me to let go of that. And it's just like, it's a process. So I've been really leaning into the journaling aspect of, you know, if I do have an evening where I eat like a ton of cookies or something like Girl Scout cookie season is the worst for me, you guys. I'm like, why? <laughs> Don't sell me any Girl Scout cookies because moderation is always my goal, right? Like I want to have a few cookies, but then if I have like a hard day at work or, you know, I don't know, something happens where 
even like celebration wise, like I'll be like, why don't I just have 10 cookies? <laughs> or same thing happens with Chardonnay. I'm like, yay, I had like just a few weeks ago, I had like a really great speaking engagement for my friend Amy, who's a professor. And I was able to, you know, she asked me to come speak for her class, her leadership class. She has a bunch of master's students. Um, getting their master's degree in organizational leadership. And she asked me to speak and I was nervous. And afterwards, I just remember being like celebrating and being like, yay, I want to have a glass of wine. But I'm realizing that I want to enjoy a glass of Chardonnay just because I enjoy the taste. I enjoy the experience. I enjoy sitting down, but I don't want to drink anymore to celebrate. I don't want to have 10 Girl Scout cookies because I had a hard day. So that's been my journey. But the point is, I am growing. I am creating small steps towards like healthier choices and being more on top of my mindset instead of just like cruising through. And I'm able to catch myself more and more the more intention I put into it. But the journaling afterwards experience has been very, very pivotal for me. So if I have a night where I have that extra glass of Sauvignon Blanc or something and the next day I'm like, crap, why did I do that? I said I was gonna have tea instead of having that second glass on a whatever Wednesday night and I just, I still had the glass. I will sit down with my journal and ask myself, what was I thinking? Like, as far as not in a bad way, what, what was I thinking? It's more like, what was going through my head? What were the thoughts that I engaged with? Like, was, was there a trigger? Like, what was the trigger? Because there's always a trigger. Like, was I celebrating? Or was I, like, blowing off steam? Or was I, like, burying emotions, right? Was I avoiding something? But my point is, it's just been so good for me to have that hindsight, right, of, like, What's the data here? And then B, what is the learning opportunity? So next time when I have those thoughts and those triggers that come my way, I'm just gonna be more aware of them. And it's the same thing with you guys and your parenting. If you're trying to change your behavior and you've had a bad day where you yelled, grabbed wrist too tight, still punished when you're really trying to do compassionate discipline instead, when you shamed, lectured, or many of you have a tendency to move towards the permissive side, you gave in, you didn't follow through on a limit, you, you know, people pleased your way through an event with your family. A lot of you have very triggering events coming up at the holidays where you really want to speak up and you have to put so much intention into not letting your family do and say things to you that you are no longer okay with as an adult, right? Like we all have the situations where the next day we're just like, dang it, I wish I wouldn't have done that or I wish I would have done that. And so having that attitude of gratitude, thank you, God, Thank you for this experience. And what am I going to learn from it? How am I going to learn from it? I'm going to take the time to learn from this. Because again, it's small steps, you guys, that creates big change. Okay? Lastly is these messy moments, these bad days, give us an opportunity as parents to show our children that we are human. This is what true humanity looks like, you guys. We need our children to understand that mistakes are opportunities to learn. And mistakes are also opportunities to make amends. Our kids need to see what to do when we make mistakes, okay? So many of you, all of us, all of us have kids like this, but so many of you, especially those with the strong-willed kids, again, your kids are not like always gonna learn the best when you just tell them what to do. You have to to show them. They have to have it modeled to them. Like, And so just remember that when you are imperfect, when you lose your temper, when you say things that are unkind, when you, you know, talk to yourself negatively and then redo that the next day. Like there are so many aspects of this. It's not just when we're too firm or too kind in our parenting. You know, I speak a lot of times to my bonfire community about how much you can do if you have children going through inadequacy phases or phases where they have a lot of anxiety or they don't believe in themselves or they're really hard on themselves. Like you, if you start watching how you talk to yourself, a lot of times it is directly mirrored in your children. They just do it in this outwardly facing way, right? Where they may feel like it's impossible to go to that new soccer practice without you by them side or their side or it's impossible for them to do a new music thing or join a new club or 
tie their shoes on their own, whatever it may be. Inadequacy and avoidance is one of the four categories of misbehavior that we teach inside of our foundations course and at our programs. But it's just that idea that, you know, your kids are going to learn the most when you show them how to work through things, okay? And also, our children need to understand that when we make mistakes, that doesn't have to be associated with shame and pain, Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Okay, it's it gets so confusing in this like cultural conditioning that we all have. And especially if you are in, you know, if you've come from a Christian background where discipline and pain are tied together and then love and Jesus are taught in the same thing, like it is so confusing and honestly, like completely ass backwards. <laughs> like we we really love cheering on families of all faiths, but especially Christian families who have been had like a rhetoric has been jammed down their throat and also a style of discipline has often been used on many of you that was traumatic and heartbreaking that associated mistakes and misbehavior with pain and humiliation right this idea this this false rhetoric this false interpretation of the bible you know essentially the whole spare the rod spoil the child type of rhetoric that is spread and used on children, but it it's just really messed up. And now as adults, we get to make our own decisions. We get to realize that we have fully developed brains and we don't have to associate mistakes with shame and pain. Yes, there are logical consequences, you guys. I get it. Like we teach logical consequences as firm and kind discipline within our programs, our students in our private membership program are bosses at implementing logical consequences. Of course, there is things that happen sometimes that in life, right? Like life does the teaching sometimes. You call your friend a bad name or you're disrespectful to your friend, you don't get invited to their birthday party. You lose friends, right? Like that is an example of a painful and 
just a situation that is really sad to watch a kid go through, but it's life that creates the pain, right? Like it's not you creating the pain for your child. And discipline does not have to be like that. It does not, like, it just is does not have to be associated. So, so many of us now as adults, we have so much avoidance or fear of going for what we want in life because we are just so scared of making mistakes because for so many years there was such shame and pain and humiliation associated with it. So now, you know, as adults, when we come in and we do it differently, we get to show our children like, hey, I made a mistake yesterday or yesterday was awful. Like you full-blown punched your brother and today we're going to learn from it. Like, I'm going to make amends with you because I shouldn't have yelled at you. I shouldn't have grabbed your wrist. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm continuing to look to God to heal me from many of the traumatic events that I had as a kid that caused or led me to have these habits as an adult. So let me do this makeup for you. Let me make amends. Like, if you haven't listened to our episode yet on making amends. It's a really, really good one. I highly recommend you listen to it. It is actually coming later in the month. So I just looked at my notes. I'm like, actually, that one's going to come later in the month. So make sure when that one comes up, you listen to it because I give some really great examples of what making amends looks like and how you can do that in your parenting walk. And I talk about makeups and role plays and redos and all these beautiful things. But we're going to be different. We're going to teach our children that. And one of the biggest ways that we're going to do that is we're going to do it by modeling, okay? So your kids, you guys, are going to grow up to understand that conflict is something that you just deal with in life. It doesn't scare you. They're not going to avoid it. Like conflict, again, isn't associated with pain and suffering. Conflict is associated with uncomfortableness sometimes, yes, but it's there's dignity, there's civil discourse that you are going to teach your children. And that is such a beautiful thing. I cannot tell you how many times I've witnessed my child, my children, both of them, not shying away from conflict resolution, but actually dealing with it with integrity and dign- dignity. This last summer, my when my daughter was 14, I saw her handle a really intense situation with four, was it four? One, two, three, four. Yeah. Four teenage girls who were 14. And you guys, I don't like to use the word mean. So I'm just going to give you, (laughs) I'm going to say something else, who were really unkind to her, like really hurtful and did some things that were, it was hard to watch as a parent. Like girls, teenage girls, man, it is intense. Many of you listening had these type of things happen when you were a teenage girl, whether it was middle school or in high school. And I mean, the whole, like the Mean Girls movie, right? Like we just actually watched that a few months ago and it was really fascinating to see that again. I hadn't seen it in decades, but it's with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, it was, it was intense. It was really sad. And I was so inspired to see how Stella moved through the conflict resolution, and also the making amends with these girls. Now, two of them, thank God, went on to another high school and they're out of the picture now because, ugh, like watching my daughter, like, you know, here I am, like, oh, Terry and I always joke that we're like full peace and love here. We're like fully rooted in Jesus. Like, we are serious about our faith. Like, we try every dang day to live and spread the light of Jesus. And we are also <laughs> we are punk rock. Like we are not cool with you know people being stepped on. We are not cool with injustice. Like we obviously are like super into rock and roll and heavy metal and and we're just like really bold in our refusal to allow people to hurt us or step on us or hurt other people. Right, and so mentoring my teenage daughter as she's moving through these types of things like it is so amazing to watch her she's full of grace she's full of forgiveness and she's full of the ability to have phone conversations where she's like hey before you just ditch me like how about we talk through this like maybe i just made a mistake and had a tone or you know whatever it may be maybe you just made a mistake and did some things that 
We can come together. We can make amends. We can forgive one another. Like I heard these conversations go down that I was just like, wow. Almost to the point where I was like, is she being too forgiving and too compassionate? (laughs) But I know that there is no too kind. There is no too compassionate. There is no too forgiving. I just want to be able to always teach my child how to really stand tall for yourself and never let people step on you and abuse you, right? And so that summer, this last summer, was really just beautiful for me to be able to support her. But the point is, my kids know and your kids are going to know how to do peaceful conflict resolution. They're not going to run from conflict because they've witnessed you doing it year after year after year, where you have an argument or you have a big power struggle with your kid, maybe you make some mistakes, mistakes, they make mistakes, and then the next day or that evening, you come together and you say to each other, okay, what do we learn from our mistakes? I love you unconditionally, and I know you love me unconditionally. I'm going to take responsibility for what I did. I'm going to learn from it, and tomorrow's a new day. We're going to make agreements. We're going to make different decisions tomorrow. Okay. And even today, you guys, I had a situation with my son where, you know, he had made a really sweet birthday, birthday list. He's at the point where he's like moving into this age. He'll be 12 this year in just a few weeks. And it's so sweet because he's like, he's wanting still the little toys like you know he he has on his list that he wants these fingerboards that you actually like you put a wrist you put a little thing on your wrist and then you hold it out the window and like the wind against like going in a car like holds the surfboard against your hand and you can kind of like do tricks and it's just one example of a toy that he has on his list this year and he has like Super Mario Brother game 2 but he also has this big ticket item and it is a surfboard it's like a $800 surfboard that he really really wants and so today we could tell that he was like really having some strong emotions and was like angry at times and was communicating to us disrespectfully and it was so beautiful to 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 watch now because me like on the microphone right now I'm like zooming out and watching how we handled this conflict together and yeah there were some moments where I got flared up because his tone was disrespectful but we stayed with each other we stuck with each other we we continued to listen we continued to seek to understand we continued to ask questions and then we asked for what we wanted right so by the end of the conversation he had actually talk to us and shed some emotion around how he was really confused that our daughter had gotten like a really big present the 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 year before and here we are like saying that he's going to have to like raise money to blah 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 it was like this whole conversation but we didn't give up on each other we stayed through it until he was actually able to talk to us and communicate what he was feeling because many of you have boys you know right sometimes it can be just an extra task for them to actually communicate what they're feeling. It, it it feels like culture feeds this feeds them this like BS myth that like it's easier to stuff emotions than it is to actually show emotion or shed tears or actually talk to people about what you're feeling. And so today we just hung in there with each other. And by the end, we had had this beautiful, peaceful conflict resolution. You know, he was feeling better. We came to this like very creative solution that we were going to sell some of his old boards. And we went and we found a new surfboard and we had the most amazing afternoon. We hugged and I took responsibility for some of the like tone that I had had with him. He took responsibility for the way he had had like a disrespectful attitude with us about a few things. Terry took responsibility for some things. We just came together and we just realized that mistakes are opportunities to learn. And it's just really important for me that I am vulnerable and real with my children. And I know that I am going to teach them way more from my imperfect moments and then how I make them right than I'm going to teach them from the perfect moments where I like perfectly am calm or I'm perfectly handled in a way that's like, yes, that's the way I teach and that's the way I handled it, right? Like... Yeah, so I hope that makes sense and I hope that encourages you guys. So just to just to kind of review, number one, when, when it comes to having gratitude for the bad days, the messes and the hard moments, number one, they can often serve as a turning point where you finally get the help that you need. Number two, they serve as a massive learning and teaching opportunity. 
so many of the situations, you guys, especially when it was our kids misbehaving, like having things. I forgot to tell you this one story. I'll tell you this and then I'll summarize everything again. But I remember there was a time when Stella came home and she had told a lie, essentially. She had been staying with friends, uh, her best friend, TT, which I told a story about earlier. And I think they were like a 12 at this time, this age, maybe 11 and a half. And her parents had asked her, hey, have you seen the movie, what was it, Bird Box? I've never seen that movie yet. I heard it's really intense, but it's rated R. And she said yes. So she lied. And she ended up watching this movie with them. And by the time she came home the next day, she was in mortified. She was in tears. Stella has always been someone who tells us the truth like all the time, no matter what. And I will tell you that that's not just by accident. Yes, God designed her with this beautiful, God designed all children, by the way, with a beautiful desire to tell the truth. It's punishment that gets in the way of that. Just so you know, if you have a kid that's lying to you, it's most likely a relationship drift or disconnection, and it's punishment that they are scared to tell you the truth but she came home that day and she just melted into me and she was like mom I'm so sorry I lied and this movie was awful and it was like the worst thing ever and I'm terrified like it was so scary and I shouldn't have lied but I wanted to tell you and I'm gonna tell Tandy and Matt I'm gonna like let them know and blah 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 and it just opened up the most beautiful conversation for us to learn together and it was that same conversation that she said to me mama I now understand like why you say things and why you have such strict rules because they're for my good. Like she's like, I understand why you won't let me watch rated R movies. And I really have learned from this mistake. And it was just such a beautiful connecting moment where we got to talk more and more about those moments when you're tempted to go against what your mom and dad have said, but then how this is going to be such a great example for her to remember that we do know what we're talking about. <laughs> like when it comes to like our experiences that we've had, and then we have these firm like at the time, she was not allowed to have an iPhone out in the world. She was not allowed to have Instagram or any of those social media apps. And then, of course, one of our rules, too, was that she needed to not watch rated R movies, wear her helmet, all the things. So, yeah, the learning opportunities that come from the big, messy moments and the mistakes and the bad days are equally as important. Okay, now I'm going to summarize again. Number one, they often serve as a turning point to help you get the help that you need. Number two, they serve as a learning and a teaching opportunity. And then number three, they give you an opportunity to show your child that you are human and this is what humanity looks like. The ability to actually teach peaceful conflict resolution and the ability to make amends, not through just telling your kids, but actually showing them. So that's what I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you as always for listening. Thank you for just holding space for these stories I tell you. I pray that they are just helpful and all of the real life examples that I freely share with you about my imperfections and just what it's looked like in my own world to be a, a real human mom and in addition, be able to also serve and support thousands of families along the way. I just pray every single episode serves you, encourages you, supports you, motivates you, inspires you, all the things. If you've loved this episode today, you guys, please take a screenshot and share over on social media. I'm very active on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and it would just mean so much to me if you just share in your stories and just tag me and say that you enjoyed listening today. And if you haven't yet, make sure that you go grab our responsive parenting guide. It's a really great way to just start learning about the different ways that you can be responsive versus reactive in your parenting walk. Freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash responsive parenting. Thanks for listening, guys. I love you all. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. 
And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 144. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.